Yesterday's huddle could have been false. It's one of the all-timers. Everybody was saying it's our best huddle to date, but we're always looking to get better. We're always looking to improve, so we'll see if we can top it. Before we move into what we're doing today, it's Bugle Boy's birthday. (laughs) Mike Bear, a happy birthday, Shay. He's the first recipient of the new birthday music, so hope you enjoy Mike Bear. Go. tell you this show has significantly upgraded and those that are getting a birthday wish from christina aguilera way better than any of our previous birthday wishes all she'd have to do is blow me a kiss and it's over (laughs) (laughs) really really great shit so um you had a big day yesterday you were out running around doing i had coaching the day in meisner park yesterday i spent the whole day in meisner i bounced between subculture coffee and then of course had to visit kapow but had a great day uh early in the morning with jake to start got to meet benny right there thank you benny for coming down to boca then got to meet with shira which was really cool uh just a young entrepreneur doing really great things and had a great day with howie just setting the direction of what it means to be in business development for the on the ball crew and uh, just reframing the brain and getting down to the activity of what we got to do to be successful. You know, what's interesting. I don't think people realize the amount of groundwork, foundational work that goes in to doing what we do. It's not just, hey, plug the player in and go do what you do. Howie's a career biz dev guy. And, you know, we're still working with him like day one. Like, yeah. hey, you put on this uniform, we do it differently. And I think you kind of opened his eyes a little bit. A thousand percent, I think it was because, as soon, and this is what everybody, this is every organization that we talk to. But as soon as you say business development, everybody goes, okay, I have to start selling. What, what am I, I sell? selling? What's what the product price service? How do I talk about this? How do I pitch this to people and retraining the brain that business development does not equal sales. Business development equals marketing. And how do you market yourself day in and day out? And what do we define as the activities? So uh, really great stuff. Awesome. awesome. So I love uh, you know all the people rolling in. Gabby Alvarez is my main dude over at the Hilton. Good morning, Gabby. Looking forward to our call this morning. Uh, he's got a cool business. He's doing CPR type stuff. And so a uh, question, do you know CPR? I do. I so I knew CPR. I am not up to date with my certification. I used to have to be certified every year while I was as a coach. coach. 
Yeah, so I haven't been certified in three years. So uh, that seems like a pretty cool skill to to know. It's a good idea for a little if one. He, if he's doing out. training and he's disrupting the training of CPR, that's ripe for disruption because yeah, the classes and the training were awful. So. We're doing it this morning. Uh, I see uh, Sherry Cedars here. Every Monday late afternoon, I get to end the day with her. And Mondays is my big coaching day because I sort of go back to back. But it's always a treat, always a pleasure to see her getting better 1% every day. Uh, Shay, I sent it to you. I don't know if you were able to load it. The StreamYard apology. Yeah. <laughs> so look at this. Mark, uh, share what this is. So I got this yesterday. And normally I you know, look at these real quick. And then I'm like, oh, they had a whatever mishap. Not worried about it. But I read it and I said, hello. It said, hello. From 4.50 a.m. to 5.02 a.m. Pacific time on Thursday, August 25th, StreamYard experienced issues that caused some users to be able to do things like create broadcasts, enter the studio, get comments, and wait for this, and go live. You are receiving this email because based on our logs, it looks like you may have been affected. So, yes, we were, StreamYard. Thank you for taking ownership and apologizing. But as soon as I read the time, I was like, are you kidding me? You couldn't have had a worse 10 minutes for us. Like. That was but, our go live window. But, but I got to be honest with you, which I hate saying that. Sure. Sorry. Um, the, the fact that they responded to us and said, <laughs> hey, we know this affected you was mind boggling to me. There's millions of people using this platform and they were good enough to follow up and said, hey, we screwed up. And Very, you know, very, very cool tactic. I thought super cool. Shay, wake up music. Then our newest coach, Gino Valdez, comes in to just sprinkle fire on the quiet quitting conversation. Further, one one thing though about the StreamYard apology is they are a video platform. So the fact that they didn't send a video is the apology. Oh, it's kind F. of a miss, you know. Like, right? Man, what do you do? Oh, I love it! I love it! It's so good. Use your own product, you idiots! Right? That is so true. So, uh, without further ado. I am super excited to add yet another bald guy to our roster. Uh, Gino Valdez and I have been friends for a years. Yes. He is the master at organizational implementation activation. Gino Valdez, welcome to On the Ball and welcome to the Daily Huddle. Thank you. Thank you, guys. It's great to see you. Um, I'm really excited to be here. Um, Again, yesterday, I was telling Mark uh, earlier this morning, I said, you know, yesterday I landed, I missed the huddle, I went online and I saw this quiet quitting thing and I went nuts. I'm, I'm like, what is going on? Excuse me. I said, what is going on here? 
with uh, quiet quitting. This has been going on forever, um, and it's not new. It's just a new phrase, I guess, that uh, that uh, went online. But uh, yeah, I had to comment, so I sat down and I went ahead and just uh, sent it, sent the team an email, say, "Hey, here are my thoughts on this." <laughs> And Steve goes, you may want to talk about it tomorrow. So, so here we are. Yeah. Well, you took so, the time. You took the time to lay it out. It was very organized, very well thought. It definitely jumped on a lot of the ways. Mark posted something yesterday. Got huge engagement. I did a video in the afternoon. Um, our friend Kevin O'Leary did a video. Shay, show me the video. Kevin, you're the best. So quiet quitting, a temporary pandemic hangover, byproduct of low unemployment or a long-term thing? You know, Shep, uh, the economy's changing. Obviously, we're going into a whole new metric where some people work at home, some people work at distance, some people go back to the office. We don't know how it's going to shape up in the long run. It's more project-based. In the other, other words, you're hired and you're trusted to finish things off. Now, some ideas are bad ideas. And some ideas are stupid ideas, but very rarely can you combine both. And that's what we have here. This is the dumbest idea I've ever heard in launching a career. And what I'm hoping I can do, and I've told the recruiters, because I've got about 10,000 people in, in, inside of the companies that we're investors in, plus the supply chains, I've asked them, can we identify these people early and help them get jobs with our competitors? Because this is the most competitive weapon I've ever seen. If you're a quiet quitter, you're a loser. <laughs> Take it away, Gino. Give us give Man, us he take. did not mince words there. And and I agree. I think, you know, if you if you boil this down to the basics, it's really workplace balance. There, this is not, not nothing new. This has been around forever. Uh, but people have to own their decisions and own their career. You can't just take a job somewhere and then realize after you're in there, ooh, this culture doesn't fit my values or this culture doesn't fit where I want to go with my career. Um, and then start to slow down and basically do the bare minimums to get by. So, you know, at the end of the day, you've got to own your career. And the word that I've always used in these types of things is alignment. You have got to be aligned with a company you're going to go work for. Because if you're not aligned, then you get these situations where, you're blaming your boss. You're blaming the company. You're, but it's it just doesn't work. So, so I'm gonna I'm gonna dig on you here, sure. Gino. Because I really I, you speak my language, and I want to go back. Like I'm yeah. so excited to have you on the roster because I remember meeting you two years ago. We sat at Circle House Coffee. We had a conversation, and I just knew that I didn't know what we we were gonna do together, but I knew I had to do something with you. I just walked away from that meeting. And, and when you meet people like that, you just know that like you got to find a way to work together because you're so aligned to use your word. But so you hit on both because you talked yesterday in the email about it being a responsibility of leadership. And now you say also it's your individual responsibility to take ownership of your career and mm -hmm. be aligned with the organization. Right. How does an organization first start by communicating its purpose in order for its people to be aligned with it. I, I think that's one of the biggest uh, issues I see. First of all, it's the hiring process, right? You take a look at an organization and because there's a shortage of really good employees, they're just hiring bodies um, without going through their own due diligence. And the company has to do their own due diligence to make sure you bring someone into the organization that fits your own values 
and you can invest in them, right? Because at the end of the day, that's what you're doing. You're investing in people you're bringing in the organization. So, so I'm going to pick, I'm going to pick some more here because you're talking about values and this is work that both you and I do for organizations. I just recently did this work for Sistel. They had given me a document that they paid for somebody to create about their core values. And inside of their core values was to become a hundred million dollar company. Right. And I said, that's not a value. That's an outcome. Right. Correct. So how would you define values for an organization to ensure they can understand how to get the right people that align with the values? So so here's what I, I always tell and the HR folks that I talk to. You have to define very simple values. One of them is basically, it, does this person enjoy working in a team environment? Is he a lone ranger? Or they want to work in a team. You've got to be a team player in order for you to, to do this. Right. Is there is there. Uh, a tenacity where this person is going to get the job done from beginning to end, not just hand it off to someone and move on to the next thing, right? Uh, the other one is, and I always use this, is, is this that type of person that is going to care about the company and about the other folks in the organization? Because if you have a person who's just worried about their own vested interest, man, that pops up real quick in an interview. Yep. When they use 90 eyes. Yeah. In, in, in a conversation, well, I did this, I did that. And you're going, wow, I guess you don't need the other 2000 people in the organization because you do it all. Right? Yeah. Uh -huh. um, so simple things like that um, will we'll start to get a sense of whether this person is someone you want to bring into the organization. And then the questions you ask. Right. Because I've been in interviews where you're wondering, you know, the questions they ask you, you're going, what, what is that? What is that going to do for us? Right. It's it just. I'd have, I'd have killed. I love that you talked. Everything you said was a behavior. Not, nothing about what you said was, tell me about your accolades. Tell me about where you went to school. Tell, none of that. Everything was about, tell me how you interact. Tell me right. how you work with others. To right. Explain to me the behavior that All you right. exhibit. Because if you have the right behavior, I can then teach you the tactical skills and the things I need you to do within the job, but I need you 100%. to have the behavior first. A hundred percent. I can't tell you, Mark, how many times I've hired people without having a job for them. Really. <laughs> okay. I bring people, Steve, no, I bring people in the organization just because I know there's a fit, right? right? I go, man, this, this person is a fit for our organization. And then eventually we'll find an opportunity for them because I know that this person is going to do the right thing for us. And, you know, it's funny because many times you find the person when you're not looking. Right. And then when you are looking, you have to settle. That's such so a I was, discipline. I was I'm hoping we go got ahead. here. Yeah, I was yeah. hoping we got here because I wanted to swing the conversation about how does a person get to that place where in their minds they think it's acceptable to quit? Uh, Shay, show me Mark's comment on my video yesterday. So, so Mark, I, you read, yeah, I'll read it. So I said, yeah. so your video was so on point and like, I just hearing you say what you were saying in the video, I was like, Oh, it really, it took me back to being a kid. And I said, imagine having this conversation at 13 with a laughing emoji. I said, thank you. Thankful. You have always stressed to me that it was my decision to make, but if I chose to participate, then the work wasn't optional. 
And so you learned it early, which when you did that, I was so proud. I mean, it makes me so proud because that was my responsibility, how you show up in the world. So then you show up at a workforce, this easy, this quiet quitting is complete bullshit for you, could never happen to you. So why would you blame me as the boss? Right. Because it's you, the individual that show up as a shithead that's disrupting everybody because of your selfishness. So, you but, know, the, but there is another side to that. Right. Okay. And, and I think Gino hit on that, that if we as an organization haven't aligned on our core values, if we can't identify what's the behaviors we're looking for in people yeah. in order to help us make, if we haven't defined it, then nobody can fit it. And so we have an obligation to the people that we're responsible for to not only define what those things are, but then hold them accountable to it, which I think that was my point about what you did for me as a kid was you never told me I had to play baseball. You didn't tell me I had to play football. You didn't tell me I had to go to school, but if I chose to go, it was my decision. If I chose to go, then the work was no longer optional. I was going to have to do what was asked of me and what was necessary. So you were holding me accountable to a decision that I made. Most organizations are making the decisions for people or not defining it for them and then trying to hold them accountable to it. Right. And that doesn't work. That creates, as Gino would say, so, misalignment. So for me, so for me, this is like chicken or the egg because it goes back to when Jake was playing football. Jake had a coach that was bad. He was a bad leader. He blamed Jake for losing a game, which, I mean, the kid was 10 years old. I'm like, seriously, how demented could you yeah. be to do that? Jake was really rocked. Jake said, I'm quitting. I said, no, you're not. Unacceptable. No matter what's out there, we do not quit. I drilled that into both of you guys early on. There is no such thing as quit. So that you would never show up in any workforce or in any opportunity and quit. It's not an option. So no matter how bad the culture is, you would leave. Which you did. Well, so you didn't. Yeah. So, you so Dino, I, I like Dino to speak to this because so what we talked about yesterday was you're right. You ingrained in me. There is no quit. So then when I found myself in a work environment that wasn't good, I couldn't quit. I forced that organization. I put myself in a position for them to fire me because I couldn't quit. Yet I couldn't conform to a to an organization that didn't work for me. So, Gino, talk to me about how we create that alignment within an organization. Yeah, I think I think it's really important. And listen, um, alignment is the key word, but it's also people have to own their decisions, right? Mm. Your organization has to own the fact that they hired a guy who's mediocre. Um, and by the way, that's the same person that eventually is going to leave the organization and say, "Well, I never had an opportunity to move up in the organization. Nobody ever promoted me." I would, well, dude, it takes two to tangle. You you were never given an opportunity because you never thought that you were either worthy enough to do it and you sat in the back and nobody knew who you were. It, it, yeah. It's just, right? It's the way it is, right? But yeah. at the same time, and nowadays more than ever, people need to do their due diligence before they go to any organization and try to understand if that's the culture that I want to be part of or not. Because right. once you're in, it's easy to blame everybody else. But you, nobody put a gun to your head to say, you got you to gotta, you gotta go work there, Right. I can't tell you how many people I've spoken to that are upset about their job. And they tell me, you know, when I start asking questions, well, why did you go there? Well, because I heard it was a good company. 
you you heard it was a good company. Yeah. I spoke to a friend of mine that worked there 10 years ago who said it was 10 years ago. Really? Right. Don't you think the company evolved? So right. it's basically weak excuses for not taking ownership of the fact that you made a mistake. So you, you talked about as an organization, what questions to ask an individual to ensure that they align. What are some questions that an individual should be asking or what should they be looking for in that interview process to figure out what the culture is? How do I get that information? Well, it's interesting because many times those guys don't really do a good job of taking advantage of an interview. An interview is a discussion between both parties, right? The company and the employee. Many times these guys will just sit there like bumping a log and answer questions. And even at the end of an interview, when you say, do you have any questions? They'll ask about benefits or they'll ask about things. That, no, that's not the deal there. You need to ask questions about why is my job open? Why are you looking to hire? What happened to the folks before me, right? Were, were they advanced? Like the guy that was doing this job three years ago, where is that person? Is she still with the organization? So you got to probe a little bit. And what I find, and this is the weakness of these discussions with these folks, is they're jumping for money, Jake. At the end of the day, when you talk to them, it's not about the, it's about, well, I'm making 50 and now I can make 65. Great company. I love it. Yeah. That's not a reason to jump. That's a short-term motivator. And eventually, it's going to come back and bite them. The money will come if you do your job, Right. God, if I heard that my whole life. It is, dude. If, you, if you're jumping around chasing dollars, you're going to be in trouble because five years from now, you're going to be right back where you were. So to me, oh, by the way, you know, besides the fact that you want to know where they're, you know, where the company has been with that opportunity, how am I going to be measured? That's another question I tell people. How do you measure me in terms of success? Hmm. Am I successful? How do, how do we know that I'm doing a good job? How we can chime in. Howie and I had that conversation yesterday. Of yeah. what, what are we looking at as success? How yep. are we defining success? That's and right. then what's the roadmap to reach that? Right. I had a very clear vision for him on what the metric of success looked like. Right. What are we actually quantifying as, as your responsibility? And how do we get there? Right. And and you have autonomy to do it the way you want to do it. But at the end of the day, if the results are not there and you're not doing our process, then there's a disconnect. Right. Now you have to do it the way right. I'm telling you to do it. Right. Yeah. So going back all of this stuff. Going back to alignment, the last thing I'll, I'll tell you is how many times you're in an organization that everybody has different goals and objectives. Talk right. about alignment. This right. has to be aligned from the board to the CEO all the way down. And everybody is responsible for making their goal, which is your boss's goal, which is his boss's goal. So at the end of the day, you're aligned versus I'm chasing this one, I'm chasing that one. I'm ch and then people are scattered in the organization and have no clue how you measure success. So I sum that up in a lot of the work that I'm doing with the word clarity. You know, it's one of those C words that Lori's using, but clarity is, is, should not be a difficult thing to have throughout the organization. Yet people walk around dizzy and confused 
about who got promoted, why they got promoted, what's happening next. Right. Like the idea that you would not share your vision as a leader with everybody in the organization and continue to clarify that on a regular basis seems ridiculous to me. Yet there is still that close the door mentality. Let's have a closed door meeting. Yeah. What are you kidding me? You, well, those people are walking around with no idea what to do. You know, right. it's like, I used to call it looking at it through a straw, right? You, what happens, the bigger an organization gets, when you have a sales department that's combined of six different individual departments, whether it be customer service, whether it be business development, whether it be you know um, um, the technical side of it and account management, when you start to put everybody into their own silos and everybody's got an individual responsibility to the overall goal, if you don't continue to communicate how their job directly right. affects the overall mission, everybody starts to just look at it through a straw and yeah. go, I'm only worried about this. This is my only responsibility. Right. And the more you silo people, the more you create individuals and the more you create individuals, the more you fracture the overall organization. So there can't be alignment or clarity. Well, listen, I, I remember years ago, we did something similar. We flow charted the entire process in the operation. And then we would put a little circle as to where your input mattered. It's like a mall map, right? Where all the stores are and you are here. Yeah. We did that and it was amazing to see like, look, you're here. And without this, this doesn't go. So yes. we need you to do your job to get to the end. Otherwise, we're going to fail. So I agree. And many times people don't do that. You got to close the loop every month. Tell your people where you are. Exactly. And what I can leave you is listen to them. People will give you the answers to the quiz if you listen to them. You can't talk down to them. You got to listen. No different than when you were coaching football. You got a receiver comes in the huddle and says, hey, man, I can get open on this guy. I'm telling you, plan. No, no, we're going to run. <laughs> oh, I love it. This is Thank a phenomenal you. conversation. Thank I don't know you. if you've seen, but Lori is, is hammering the comments as well. I think this is the benefit of our team is we've got so many great minds coming together on these topics. I'm excited to get everybody together to have a collaboration to really build out what does that perfect structure look like and how do we at on the ball deliver that to other people so uh really great stuff hey i've got something called the quiet quitting remedy i'll, I'll share it with shay and maybe he can post it i would uh, love that something that i came up with with the employer and the employee i love that we cannot wait to see that and read about it gino thank you so much number one for being on the ball number two for joining us this morning on the huddle dad you want to close this out yeah I, I had trouble with my linkedin this morning so i don't know who had trouble with linkedin but that's a reason to subscribe to the youtube page youtube seems to stand in the face of all of the turmoil so we'll be there every morning if you miss this catch it later gino you are a rock star i knew it the minute i met you it was Thanks, one dude. of those things one of the things you talked about was when you meet the right people, you know they should be on the team. Maybe not immediately, right. but, uh, you know, look, even Mark, when I was in Milwaukee with ESPN, remember Gino, Gino was living in Milwaukee. I called him. We had breakfast. So just crazy stuff. So thanks for going Good in stuff. overtime. This was great, baby. Thank you, guys. Let's get down to business. Please don't worry about me. I'm about to let my heart speak. 
friends keep telling me to leave this So let's get down, let's get down to business Let's get down, let's get down to business Give you one more night 